St. Matthew's chapter number 2. The book of St. Matthew's chapter number 2. We had, uh, had a very profound and very powerful word that the Lord sent us on last week. And so God says to me to, to take us up, continue. And as, as I thought about it, I said, okay, God, I, I need you to tell me where we're going. People are always looking for a word, what's going to come up in the upcoming year. And as I was thinking and I was pondering and I had settled down for one thing, but God had changed that. And what he changed kind of scared me. And so I said, well, Lord, I, I just want to be obedient to what you're saying. So therefore, he says, Brenda, and it would not leave me, so I'm going to have to do what God says do. But in the end, you'll understand why God gave me that word. Amen. Uh, Matthew's chapter number two, and we're going to be talking about the casualties of the kingdom. Casualties of the kingdom. We realize that in, in chapter number two, as God brought that word on last week, and from the book of St. Matthew, it talked about Herod, which was the world system, was there to, to destroy the baby Jesus. Now, one of the verses I want to read and get us an understanding, and I'm going to mess up your, your, your theology or mess up some things that you may have in your mind. Amen. Now, St. Matthew chapter number 2, Father God, bless your word, sanctified. Allow me to speak, Lord God, the things that you have given unto me to bless your people. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in St. Matthew chapter number 2, beginning at verse number 4, verse 4 says, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Now, the first thing we need to understand when he talks about where Christ should be born, because it is during this Romans, uh, Roman time, the word Christ there, it means it is a title. The word Christ there, it is a title. But not so much about the title that we want to look at, but we want to look at the meaning. The meaning of Christ means the anointed one. And so as it goes on, he talks about Christ should be born. He inquired where Christ, the anointed one, should be born. Now, the word born there in the Greek means to procreate. To procreate means to bring forth life. So the enemy wants to know where the God is in you, the anointing that's within you, because it knows it can bring forth life. Your anointing that God has placed on the inside of you, it can bring forth life. Always remember that the world system will always try to destroy the anointing that God has placed upon your life. Not only the anointing, but the world, not only the world system, but also that religious system that's, that's, that they like to call church. It also wants to kill the anointing that's within your, within your being. It will bring forth life. Now, let's continue to think about the word of God. Herod, the world system, is trying to kill as one uh, taught was about the baby Jesus. All right, we find that there were wise men that, that came from a far place, and those wise, that were wise men, they came from the east. Now, the east is, as we learned last week, the east is from within. Wisdom comes from within. Wisdom comes from God. So it continues as he seeks word. See, the world wants to know what you know. 
See, the, there's some things that, that the world doesn't know, and the only way it can get what is about to happen or what, is, can, what can destroy it, it has to come from those that are anointed. So he, sing, he sings for the wise men. He wants to know where is the baby Jesus going to be born. Then the Lord dealt with the, uh, the, uh, the uh, um, swallowing clothes and, and, the, and, and the trough and all that last week, and the manger. God dealt with that. God says that we sometimes stop at his birth, the birth of baby Jesus. We stop at the birth. But God says we want to continue so we can understand what God is saying uh, for the upcoming year. Now, looking at verse uh, number 12, and that verse 12, St. Matthew chapter number 2, because it talks about after they bring the gifts, you know, right where baby Jesus is. Now, verse number 12 says, St. Matthew Chapter number two, it says, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Now, what, what reason did God warn them to, to go in another direction? See, what is happening is when they see that star, the star penetrates the heavens, and when the, when, when the heavens are penetrated, it brings a revelation. Many of God's people now are receiving revelation. The one thing that the church system, uh, as well as the world system, it does not want the body of Christ to have revelation. Amen. So now they're being warned to not to go back the way they were coming from, but they had to go another way into their own country. Whenever God gives you a revelation, a revelation of what church, and we are the church, and what the things of the kingdom is all about, you cannot take that revelation back into the world. You can't even take it into the, to the church world, amen? Because even the church world does not understand the revelation, the mysteries of God that God is giving his people even now and yet to come. Now, watch this, watch this. This is what I found very interesting. Verse number 13, verse 13 in St. Matthew's chapter number 2 says this, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and watch this, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word for Herod would seek the young child to destroy him. Well, what does that mean to me today? God is saying, and, and I thought that to be very weird because he's telling them to go back into a place of bondage. Egypt represents a place of bondage. But I got to thinking about that. I said, now, Lord, why would you want us to hide out in a place that will uh, cause us limitations, a place of bondage? To me, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it's like this. Things that God does, it doesn't make sense to us anyway. Amen. So he's telling you to hide out. See, when God gives you that revelation, when he gives you that revelation, because you're in an infant stage at that time, if you give it to every and anybody what's going to happen, it will kill the revelation that God has given you. The, most, the time when a baby is most vulnerable is when he is in his infant state. 
So whenever God gives you that revelation that you penetrate the heavens and you begin to see things that the norm church folk do not see, you can't give it to everybody. Because at that time, you got to allow that thing to grow. You got to allow it to be nourished. Amen? It's so very important. So God will hide you out. Now, keep your place in St. Matthew chapter number 2. And let's go to Proverbs chapter number 22. Proverbs chapter number 22. Keep your place in Matthew chapter number 2. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number 22. Want to pull one verse from here, amen? And this gives another, a clearer understanding why God will hide us out uh, when he receives and gives us the, the mysteries of the kingdom. Proverbs chapter number 22, verse number 3 says, A prudent man, in other words, a wise man, a wise man does what? He foreseeth evil. He foreseeth the evil. And what does he do? He hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So what God is saying here, he says, if a wise man, though that, that wisdom that God has given to you, he says he will give you that wisdom. He says a wise, a wise person uh, will foresee evil. See, in other words, they can see evil when it's coming. That's why you have to be very careful with the anointing that God has placed on your life because that anointing will allow you to penetrate the heavens and gain revelations. Amen? All right. Now, let's go back again. Let's go back to St. Matthew chapter number 2. You're understanding now why you have to hide up in a place like Egypt and place of bondage. you got to act like you don't know nothing. That that's the best way I can put it. You have to act as if you know nothing, even though God has given you everything. Amen? Because everything is not for everybody. Amen? You can't give that which is holy to the dogs. And right now, we've got a lot of people in the world and those that's within an Ephesus this morning that are really dogs because the Bible says you can't give that which is holy. That revelation that God has given unto you, you cannot give it to them because they will trample it up under their feet. Amen? And because it's such a pearl, it's such a jewel, it's not for anyone's feet. Amen? But it is for you in this infinite state for you to nourish it and watch what God is going to do. Amen? Now, let's continue. Matthew chapter number 2. Now, it talks about you got to hide yourself. Amen? You have to hide, you have to hide out with your revelation. Now, looking at verse number 16. Now, watch what happens now when you hide yourself and watch how the world system, and you know, not only does Herod mean the world system, but it also means hero. The world is always looking for a hero. The world, the world is always looking for someone that they can raise up to be a hero, but it's the world system. You know, it goes right back to the church of today. They're always looking for a hero. Most time they want to make the pastor, amen, the hero. Uh, excuse me, that's not so. The only hero that we have is Jesus Christ, amen. So we need to get that straight, amen. Now, looking at St. Matthew chapter number 2, verse number 16, it says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth or angry, 
And he sent forth and he slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under according to the time when he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Now, there's some interesting things here. Whenever the world system discovers that you have received the revelation. Now, the revelations only come to the people that's from Bethlehem. Or well, what does that mean? Bethlehem is the house of bread. Now, anybody can be in the house. Amen. But everybody's not in the house of bread. Amen. That, that's a big difference. See, you can be in the house and not receive anything. Amen. But if you're in Bethlehem and you're at the house of bread, that means you're going to be receiving revelations. Even while I am speaking, you will begin to receive some revelations. Amen. So everybody doesn't get it. It was just like last Sunday. Last Sunday, we had a young lady here. And she was so ecstatic. I mean, she was so excited because she kept saying, I got it, I got it, I got it. She said, it's a normally, it's a traditional uh, uh, Christmas story being told. But she said, it came in such a way that I fully understood. And I got it, and I got it, and I got it. She cried while she was here. She cried when she left. She called the next day. She wanted a CD. We gave her a DVD. And she was still excited. She was so excited. And I don't know how many of us did this. She was so excited that she got on the telephone. Amen. Usually most time people get on the telephone, they go telling bad news, right? They, they began to tell bad news. But the fact remains, she began to tell good things. Amen. She wanted, wanted her cousins and all her relatives to know the thing that God had done. Because, see, she wanted to celebrate that gift that she had. And she, she didn't let it die out when she left the door. Amen. Most people allow the, the, the word for the day to, to die by the time they leave. And some people don't even hear it. Amen. Because they're not in Bethlehem, the one where the house of bread. Amen. We can be in the house, but everybody's not there to receive the bread. The bread is the word of God. Amen. It's not the same thing. So, so here it is now. Whenever you get that revelation, whenever you get that anointing, you can expect, you can expect the world to destroy the revelations and the anointing. If he can't get to you, he's going to come to somebody that's close to you. Or he's going to, let me change that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's going to come to someone that has that same revelation. Amen. If you notice that in the text, it talks about how they kill all those that were two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So what he does is anybody that's receiving that uh, revelation or the mysteries of God, Satan is out to destroy you. Now, you remember this. You're not the only one that's getting the revelation. So if I can bust your bubble, amen. You're not the only one that's getting it, amen. So there are others that's out there that God is releasing truth to. But the enemy does not want that truth to be known, amen. Because there are some sleeping giants that's about to wake up. Amen. And we're going to get there. And I don't want to move too quick. Amen. But we're going to get there. Amen. But there's got to be some casualties first. Amen. There's going to be some casualties in the kingdom. Now, verse number 17 says this in St. Matthew's chapter number 2. Verse 17 says, Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah, the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, Lamentations and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. You know, I have moved so fast, I'm almost done. Amen. 
Amen, amen. But as long as you get it, that's all that matters, right? As long as you get it, amen. Amen. As long as you get some bread, amen, before you leave the house, amen. So let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. What is this Rama? What, what, what is this, this? Why is this weeping and this mourning going on? Who is this Rachel and her children? Jeremiah chapter number 31. It's time to slow down. Amen. Jeremiah chapter number 31. Are we there? Jeremiah chapter number 31. Talking about these casualties of the kingdom. Jeremiah chapter number 31. There's a weeping, there's, there's a crying, there's, there's a lamentation going on. Verse number 15 in Jeremiah chapter number 31. Now verse 15 says, Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentations and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because, catch this, they were not. Verse 16 is, is an encouragement here because it says, Thus saith the Lord, Refrain thy voice from weeping and thine eyes from tears, for thy work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the where? The enemy. They will come from that place of bondage. They will come out of Egypt. They will come from that place of, of the enemy. Now, Rama means, and this is what God says to me, Rama means, it means an elevated place or a high place. So God said, I said, God, well, what, what are you trying to say? What, what are you saying to me that I'm to say to our people? And he said, we will, in the upcoming year, we will see tragedies in high places. We will see tragedies in high places. These tragedies that's in high places, they will affect Rachel. The word Rachel, that means sheep. So that, uh, the tragedies that's in high places, the sheep is going to be affected about, uh, by the tragedies that's going to take place. He said that's the first thing that's going to happen. He said we will see some things. We, we are going to see tragedies in high places. Tragedies in high places. We will see sheep. Sheep is what we know as being what church folk. They are going to be. They're going to be weeping because of what they literally see. The tragedies that is taking place are going to take place in this upcoming year. But here's an encouragement in Jeremiah chapter number thirty-one, verse sixteen says, "Thus saith the Lord." Refrain thy voice from weeping and thine eyes from tears. In other words, he said, don't, don't weep. Wipe away your tears. He said, refrain from that. Re refrain from that. Even though there's going to be some casualties of the kingdom in the upcoming year, and it's going to affect the body of Christ, God said, don't weep. He said, refrain from the weeping. And then he goes on to say in verse number 16, he says, for thy work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. Now, that's interesting. I said, God, what are you saying? I know there were casualties because he's going to allow casualties to those people that has that revelation, those sleeping giants. There are many out there, but there are going to be some tragedies, but they are not among the tragedies. Amen. It talks about there's going to be a loss. Amen. There's going to be a loss. But it's not a bad loss. Sometimes when you lose some things, it's good. Because some things we just don't need. Amen. 
Some things we hold on to, we don't need to hold on to. Amen. Cause, so there are going to be some losses. So, so don't weep over your losses. Amen. Because it's, it's intended by God for you to lose those losses. It's, it's okay. Amen. Now, let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 49. Isaiah chapter number 49. We're almost done. Isaiah chapter number 49. Hmm. Are we there? Isaiah chapter number 49. Are we there? Now, talking about casualties of the kingdom. Talking about the casualties of the kingdom. Okay? Isaiah chapter number 49. Now, looking at verse number 20. Verse 20 says, The children which thou shalt have after thou have lost the other. You catch that? The children which thou shalt have after thou hast lost the other shall say again in thine ears, The place is too straight or too small for me. Give place to me that I may dwell. Now, may I do a prophecy from the Lord? Amen. God is saying that which has been lost, God said, don't worry about that, because there's going to be more coming than what, what has been lost. See, God says what you see now is not what you're going to see in the upcoming year. What you're going to see are more more people that will fill the house. Amen? See, that, that, that's what the Holy Spirit said to me. And he says that, that this place is too small. There will come a time when this place, amen, this Ephesus, this place will be too small. Amen. That, that's going to happen. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit says so. Amen. He says, he says, now the children which thou shalt have after thou hast lost the other. You got to lose some in order to gain. Amen. Because what's coming in is better. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Amen. What's coming in is better. What's already here that's new to the house is better. Amen. He said, but it's too small. This place will become too small. Not only in the natural will it be too small, but within here it's also going to be too small. The revelations that God will bring to you is going to be too small to contain what God has to go into this vessel. Amen. In other words, you're about to be blown up in the spirit realm. Amen. With awesome revelation. Amen. Sleeping giants. Amen. They're on the rise. Amen. And they're not going to come from the way you think. You know, I won't get there. I'm about to go too quick. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm excited. Amen. I am, I am so excited. He says, give place to me that I may... Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He says, the place is too small. In other words, it's too straight for me. Then he says, give place to me that I may dwell. God said, make room for me. In this upcoming year, he says, make room for me. Amen. Make room for God. Amen. Make, because see, when God begins to pull that revelation, that means you're going to have to spend some time with him. You're going to have to sit down with him. You're going to have to hear what God has to say. He said, make some room for me. Get some of that junk out of, me, out of us. Amen. He said, make room for me. We got, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He said, we got too much world in us. He said, we got too much world. He says, make room for me. Amen. Make room for him. Make room for God. Make room for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Then he says this. Then shall thou say in thine heart, verse 21, Jeremiah chapter, I mean Isaiah chapter 49, verse 21 says, Then shall thou say in thine heart, 
who have begotten me these? Where are these folk coming from? Where is this revelation coming from? Seeing I have lost my children and desolate, a captive and removing to and fro. And watch this. He says, and who have brought up these? Where are these folk coming from? He said, behold, I was left alone. These where have they been? Where have they been? Where are these, where are these people coming from? Who, who are going to be these people that we're going to be able to entertain? There's going to be some folk just like you. Amen. They're going to be people just like you. What you mean? There's going to be people filled with full of revelation. Amen. That's been able to penetrate the heavens and receive the revelations of the Lord. Amen. See, see, they're going to be folk just like you. Because, see, some of you are sleeping giants. You, you're sitting on some knowledge. Amen. That you're about to explode. Amen. But it is in its infant state. And if you release it too soon, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I remember uh, uh, Dr. C.E. McDowell, uh, he was a former pastor of mine. He'd been dead about 20, 25 years. And he made the announcement once that he was going to be mayor in Chesney. Well, he made the announcement too early. See, when you make the announcement too early, what God has done on the inside of you, it gives the enemy time to play. It gives them time to set up a plan. Well, if they set up a plan, you know what happened? He didn't become the mayor because he spoke it too soon. See, you got to, some, some of that stuff God got for you that's on the inside of you. You got to hold on to that stuff until it begins to mature. Amen. Until you got to let it grow up in you. So when you step forth to the platform, because there will be a platform. I'm not talking about this platform. That's a platform out there called the world. That needs to hear the word of God. Amen. So when you step out on that platform, no devil in hell, they will all be intimidated because of the anointing that you have on the inside. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. They said, where are we? He said, I've been left alone. Where has these been? Where have they been? Now, here we go. Let's go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter number 5. Joshua chapter number 5. Joshua chapter number 5. And this is the last book we're going to travel to. Because we're talking about these casualties of the kingdom. Deaths got to take place. Things that will, are going to affect the body of Christ. There will be weeping. That's going to happen. There are going to be tears. But God said wipe them. Dry them up. Dry them up. And this is the reason why. Going into the book of Joshua chapter number 5. Joshua chapter number 5. Now, remember we talked about casualties of the kingdom? Casualties of the kingdom. Joshua chapter number 5, beginning at verse number 6. This is right before they get ready to cross over uh, into the new land. Amen. See, you, you, you can't cross over with the old man. can't cross over with that. You can't cross over to where God wants you to be in the old man. Now, verse number 6 in Joshua chapter number 5. Verse 6 says, For the children of Israel walked... Forty years in the wilderness. How long have we been in the place where we are now? You see, that was an 11-day journey, and it took them 40 years. It was an 11-day journey to get to the promised land, but it took them 40 years. Well, why am I still in the same rut? Well, God is about to answer. All right, here we go. Say, for the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness, Till all the people that were men of war which came out of Egypt were consumed. In other words, it's not that they didn't know how to fight. They were men of war. 
They knew. They knew how to war. They knew how to fight. You know, they had been enlisted in the army of God. But this is the reason why there has to be casualties in the kingdom. He says uh, that uh, to all the people that were, were men of war, which came out of Egypt, place of bondage, were consumed because they did what? Obeyed not the voice of the Lord. Well, the first thing that cannot go over into the new place God has called is disobedience. See, they were disobedient. Some of us have not received the promises of God because we've been disobedient. Amen? I heard the Holy Spirit say that. He said, because they obey not the voice of the Lord until whom the Lord swear that he would not show them the land. Some folk will not even get to see what God has promised. Now, covenant promises that awaits all of us that are promises of God. He says they would not be able to see, he would not even show them the land which the Lord swear unto their fathers, but he will give us a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Now, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. It's not the natural thing we think about as milk and honey, but all of these are the blessings of God. Because when the people, when the first time they were able to look at this land, this promised land, that everything God had for them, it was, I mean, it was gigantic. There was giants in the land, and they had all this stuff. It took two people to carry it. You know, but God said, I've got so much for you spiritually, physically, and financially, but you've got to believe it. Amen. I, I heard this, and I, I want to share this, and she's probably going to get me when I do. But, but, but yesterday, I heard a young lady says, I, I get to make some changes. Or God says, I've got to make changes in, in this upcoming year. And by these changes she talked about, she says, I can't do the same old thing. And, and I listen, very, I'm very attentive when people talk. You may think I'm not listening, uh, even when I'm not talking, but Philip, Brother Philip, I am listening. Amen. My Holy Ghost goes up. Amen. Brenda sits down and the Holy Spirit listens. And I heard her say, all the spending I've been doing. She said, I got to cut that out. She said, I, I've got to start doing some saving. I, gotta, I, can want, I want more of God. I, I, I want to be better physically, you know. I want to be better financially. I'm just listening to it. And then she said something very keen. And I, and, I, and I declare and I decree by the word of God, it shall happen. Amen. She said, someone told us, listen, the first thing you need to do is pay your tithe. She, this person was told that. They said, first thing you need to do if you want to be blessed by God is to pay your tithe. I didn't say nothing. I'm listening. I'm listening. Because what she said, she said, now, I, I, she knows what she reaped in this, this year, but she's looking for something else different in the upcoming year. So what God did, God sent somebody very close to them and let them know as she began to share the things God had shared with her, what she needed to do. She said, I know I've got to have discipline. So in the upcoming, I hear your Holy Spirit, in the upcoming year, God says we've got to have some discipline. Amen. We've got to have some discipline. Because if we do not have any discipline, what God gives us spiritually, physically, as well as financially, we will blow it. Amen. Anybody blow some stuff this past year? We can be real in the house, right? We can be real. Amen. There's nothing wrong with being real. We know we all done blowed something. Amen. We done blowed it. 
We, we blow some things spiritually because God has given us some things spiritually. We're supposed to be giants, not sleeping giants, but we're supposed to be giants by now. Amen? But what is happening is the world now is ruling that the Christians are so afraid they stand back and let them, the enemy do anything it wants to do. Amen? Call right, wrong, and wrong, right, all that mess. Amen? But, 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 but God says this. He said, now, now, you're going to enter into a land that's flowing with milk and honey prosperous prosperity in every area of our lives now watch verse number seven verse number seven see verse number six was where the casualties are going has nothing to do with age the casualties of the kingdom has nothing to do with age it has everything to do with obedience and if you want to become a casualty in the kingdom begin to continue to disobey god and watch what god would do amen but watch verse number seven verse seven says and Whose children? Their children. The one that was disobedient, their children, that's the sleeping giants, now they're going to rise up and they're going to begin to take over. It says, and their children, whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. I said, God, what are you saying? God said, these are the wilderness babies. I heard that just yesterday. I heard that wee hours in the morning. He said, the, these are the wilderness babies. I said, God, what does that mean, the wilderness babies? These are the ones that have been out in the world and know what's, what's going on and nothing's out there. Amen. So it's going to be these wilderness babies, those that do not know Christ, it's going to come up in here, going to be able to penetrate the heavens. They're going to get a revelation that the world is no good for them, that what they need is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. So the, it's the wilderness babies that God is going to get a revelation. In other words, you've got to be empty before God can put anything in. Amen. If you come already full, you can't get nothing. Amen. But last week, that young lady, she came in empty and she received something. Amen. She left out of here full, even though she came in empty. Amen. But see, the wilderness babies, those that's not uh, are thinking that they know this, they know that, you know more than a preacher, they know more than God. Some folks think they know more than God. Well, God, why is this happening to me? Well, God knows. He knows we're not where we need to be, right? So he, therefore, he has to chastise us in order for us to get where we need to be. So there comes, there are going to come some wilderness babies in the house. Amen. They won't look like us. They won't dress like us. They won't speak like us. They may have plaits. They, they, they may have them little raggedy pants on. That's what I call, you know, back, back home, you know, a, a long time ago, if you had holes in your pants, in it, that wasn't no style. Now today, well, wow, that's today, that's a style. Now, in our day, amen, Sister Faith, in our day, Sister Mame, in our day, you had holes in jeans. That's because you had them a long time. Amen. That means you didn't have them a long time. But now, that's how they make them. Amen. Amen. So they're going to be coming in, y'all. They're going to be coming in. They're going to have all type of infractions. Uh, they're going to be going through some things. But the fact remains, they're going to have a revelation. That's what's going to bring them into the house. They're going to get a revelation. It's not won't be church as usual. Amen. Won't be church as usual. Amen. Amen. So the, the, these wilderness babies. See, that has to be a circumcision of the heart. See, back in that time, they did a circumcision of the skin. But now there's going to be a circumcision of the heart. See, those wilderness babies that's going to come in, and some are already present, and they've been had a circumcision of the heart. Amen? They've been circumcised in the heart. Now, verse number 8 in Joshua chapter number 5. Amen. Verse 8 says, And it came to pass. When they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their place in the camp, 
until they were whole. They did not move. They didn't do anything until they were made whole. They were healed. And also the Lord says to me, he called it a new breed. I got that the first part of this. You know, God says it's going to be a new breed that's going to show up in the house. A new breed. Amen. Well, it's like this. You cannot put new wine in old wine skins. I heard the Lord say that too. You cannot put new wine in old wine skins. In other words, that old wine skin is the old mindset or the old way of thinking. Amen. The old way of thinking. He says, you can, see, right now what you're getting is new wine. You know, you're getting new wine. That revelation God is releasing and allowing you to penetrate to heaven, that star that penetrates to heaven. He says, that's that new wine coming. And so, so you got that revelation. Amen. You got that revelation. He said, they were made whole. Now, verse number 9 says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. See, some of us look, look too much like the world. God said, when he gets through, we won't look like the world. Amen. We won't look like that. And right now, you can't tell the world from the church, folks. Amen. Because they're all doing the same thing. Eh? Oh, hello. Because a lot of times, all of them doing the same thing, right? Amen. Tell me, church folk and world, you know. That's the reason why you can't tell no difference, because they're all doing the same thing. But God says that's going to become a separation. Amen. That's going to be a separation. Now, let's continue. He says, And the Lord said to Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off of you. Wherefore, the name of the place is called Gilgad until this day. Now, the word Gilgad means first truth, or God says it means revelation. Revelation. And the children of Israel, they encamped in Gilgad. And then the Bible says, and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month, and even in the plains of Jericho. Now, watch this. These are the last few verses. Very, very important. Verse 11. And we're talking about the new breed now. Because the other ones, they dead. I mean, those that, that won't receive the, the, the truth and the revelation of God. See, God, and those that were disobedient, God says now, they gone. You know, they, they, they gone. But watch here. He says he's going to take that new breed. He's going to take those wilderness babies. And then he says this. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow. So what is this old corn they're eating of? God says they're going to be eating ancient knowledge. They're going to be eating ancient knowledge. Ancient. See, ancient knowledge is good. So you get that stuff today. It, you know, it's like eating cereal. For me, for me, you know, cornflake, it don't last me but maybe 30 minutes. Amen. But that ancient knowledge, you know, you know how it is when you get them grits and, and, and they kind of hold you, you know, and that some of that other stuff can, can hold you through the day and you can at least go two or three hours. He said they're going to be eating of this ancient knowledge. See, they got to eat the ancient knowledge. And the reason why they have to eat the ancient knowledge, that old corn, uh, uh, on the next season after the Passover, then the Bible says this in verse number 12. He says, and the manna ceased on the, on the morrow, which means the next season, after they had eaten of the old corn of the land, after they ate of the ancient knowledge, manna ceased. Well, what does that mean, Lord? So the Lord says, manna is, you know, when they talked about God raining manna down from heaven, and the question was, what is this? See, God says, with this new breed, with, this, with these wilderness babies, when they get through eating that ancient knowledge, you, you can't just give them, what is this? This, 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 this manna from heaven. You tell them it's manna from heaven. No, they say, what is this? 
Amen. I've been there. I experienced that. Amen. Years ago, I was at, I was at a church, you know, and, and I got some revelation, and I woke up, you know. I, I realized what I saw wasn't what was supposed to be. Amen. So, so when every time everybody, he was, they were preaching, the pastor was preaching, and everybody was jumping upset me. And I'm saying, what is this? Because it gave me nothing, amen. It did not feel the hunger and the thirst that I had on the inside, amen. I needed some ancient knowledge, amen. I needed something that was going to carry me and help me fight the devil, amen. I didn't need no what is this, amen. And as one preacher said, well, you know, this is my gravy when he get his hoop and his holler. Your gravy? Well, back in Haiti, they just had gravy and no meat, amen. So I, I needed some meat, amen. So, so, so these new folk that are coming in and those even that's present in the house, God says, now it's going to be like this. They're going to say, you can't just feed them anything. That's why, you know, I'm just saying to all those who have been talked about studying and getting down in the word of God and the ministers that will come and, and they will deliver word on Wednesdays and sometimes on Sunday, God said, you better get in the book. Because the, the, the people, the new breed that's in the house, they're not just going to receive anything. They're going to be saying, what is this? And what is wrong with Dr. Mandela and Miss Brenda with them folk up there feeding us some cereal? Oh, no. What is this? God, they're saying, I want some ancient knowledge. I want that knowledge that will help me penetrate the heavens and get a revelation. Amen. What is this? So, so, so God says, now, now, he said, now, listen, the next season, he said, when they get through eating that ancient knowledge, wow, that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. He says this, verse 12, and the manna ceased. Thank you, Lord. No more cornflakes. Amen. 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 No more cornflakes. Amen. Amen. That's why you have to be careful what you listen to. Amen. Because if it's not feeding you, you might as well cut the TV off. Amen. If you're going somewhere, I got to go visit my sister's church. I got to go go my brother no if they're not feeding you anything and all you're getting is manner and you come out empty saying what was they saying you never should have been there in the first place amen you should have remained where you were getting ancient knowledge amen some good stuff amen amen praise god now watch this verse 12 it said the manna cease on the tomorrow which means the next season after they had eaten of the old corn or the, uh, of the ancient knowledge. He says, neither had the children of Israel matter anymore. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That means somebody's going to rise up. But watch this here, he says. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Well, well, curious Brenda looked up the word fruit. Normally, when we look at the word fruit... We think about a fruit. But here, that word fruit, when you begin to dissect and you begin to go down in the word and pull up mysteries of God, that word fruit there means a financial gain. It means income. It means revenue. It means increase. So God says, in your upcoming year, if I can revamp, he says, in your upcoming year, there will be some tragedies that will affect the sheep. But he said, wipe away your tears. He said, because I'm about to bring in a new breeze. Hallelujah. And they're going to have some revelations because they will be able to, they have already penetrated the sky through the heavens, through the star, and they have received revelation. He said, but in the midst of you gaining spiritually and you're being blessed in your body physically, he said, I'm going to give you some money. Amen. Well, I, I received that. Amen. 
Because when I'm like this, when God says it's going to be an increase, I'm there. I want it physically, financially, every bit. Amen. Spiritually, physically, financially. I'm going to add this fourth one with some discipline. Amen. Amen. Because you can't give everybody everything. Amen. Because everything is not for everybody. And you can't give us too much money. Amen. If you give us too much, we don't know what to do. Amen. But he says in this upcoming year, upcoming year, he, and then I like that latter part. It says, when they did eat the fruit of the land of Canaan, that's where you bow down before the Lord. It says that year, 2018, that year, that year, not 2019, that year. So whatever increase is going to come, you know, spiritually, physically, financially, it's going to come in 2018. You're going to have some losses, but you're going to have some gains. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. I bless the Lord and honor him today. Amen. How many of y'all was blessed by the word of God? Amen. Amen, amen. Praise God. 